This is Evangeline Sutherland, and welcome to Radio Denegation. I'm your host. And I'd like to say that, first of all, that Radio Schrodinger's Cat, my previous show, has officially, as of me saying this, been cancelled. Now, the reason it's been cancelled not on hiatus anymore, it's been cancelled. The reason why is because I've had a lot of philosophical differences with the approach that I had at the beginning, and the show still had to be referent to its beginnings. Issue is, it's a bit more difficult to do, like, a Marxist or Orthodox Christian podcast when you're starting episodes were like New Age things and more conspiratorially oriented things. So I had a lot of beliefs that I now no longer hold, although I still am interested in how power works, I no longer really have the same conspiratorial type of mindset. Um, I, generally speaking, am much more Marxian in my approach than before, uh, and I am spiritually a lot closer to genuine Orthodox Christianity than my previous sort of new-agey type beliefs. So, I do want this show to continue some aspects of Radio Schrodinger's Cat. As you notice, uh, if you look at the... If you're watching this and you look at the screen, the live button is from Radio Schroeder's Cat, as is the uh, Chiron and the watermark 
in the corner. So, main thing that's changed is the name and a few conventions right around here where you can see that the numbering system is slightly changed around. I would like to say that we will not be doing quite as much pure news as before. We're going to still try to do a sort of philosophical salon. We're going to confront a lot of themes. We're actually going to revisit themes from the old series. We're going to try to probe even deeper into things. And we're going to have discussions on critical theory, we're going to have uh, discussions on value form theory and whatnot, we're going to have discussions on uh, science and technology, we're going to have discussions on capital, we're going to have discussions on Marx, etc, etc. So fret not, this is still an ideas-oriented show, this is still going to be kind of what you're looking for if you were a fan of the original radio schrodinger's cat it's not going to be quite the same we will however have the addition of discussing twitter bullshit all right M moving on from that using the subject of twitter bullshit as a segue let's talk about some of the biggest Twitter bullshit of them all. QAnon. You might have seen this trending topic, you might have seen people say, the storm is coming, or follow the white rabbit on Twitter. You may even have had some random person post at you because you mentioned it. Main thing is that these are devotees of sort of, I'd say it's sort of a conspiracy theory, but also an ideology in itself, because it's an ideology formed around a conspiracy theory, really. It is an authoritarian ideology implicitly. First of all, it asks you to trust that this random poster from 8chan, who's posting random tidbits of vague ideas and um, making wild guesses at what's going to happen in the future, is really correct. And that he really does have Q security clearance. And that when he posts photoshopped images of like the White House or, or something to prove that it's real and they can easily be shown to be photoshopped that um, of course of course you're supposed to believe that the people who show demonstrate step, step by step that it's photoshopped are lying. Alright, so 
what is this guy actually saying though well, first of all he's saying that the president you should always trust him and put your faith in it in him even when you want to be disappointed it's born out of disappointed really i remember this tumblr post i read a while back trying to explain what the appeal of QAnon is and it explained that after um the latest episode, uh, season, the latest series of Sherlock, the BBC series, was um, released. The public reaction was immense disappointment. Every everybody hated the last episode. They thought it was absolutely terrible. Um, didn't resolve questions all around disappointment so poor poorly written too so a conspiracy theory began to circulate among the fans that the season had more episodes on the way and that this was just a decoy finale and so months later a year later didn't deliver never delivered so that's it and this season this that so that series ended on a really bad finale and nothing else even though people were expecting more episodes but that didn't happen the other two series nobody said well what if it's a decoy they always said this is just good but once it bombs there is an issue same thing happened to radiohead after one of their albums release can't quite remember the title at the moment back a few years ago and people were saying well this is only half an album the rest of the album it was kind of mediocre. It was all right. Not what you'd ex like, not the kind of high quality that you'd expect. Yeah, I do like Radiohead, so of course I'm going to say that their, their music is high quality. But in any case, you know, high quality, you, you'd expect high quality, and they didn't deliver high quality. They delivered okay quality. They delivered not enough. And so people started saying, well, hold on a second, shouldn't there be more songs on the way? There should be more songs on the way, and if you look at uh, the lyrics this way, this way, and this way, then it shows that there's secretly another song on the way. And look, if you look at the uh, third letter of each line on the website, then clearly there is another second album on the way. Never materialized. But then, a few years later, they released their next album, and it was great, it was quality, and nobody said, hey, maybe this isn't the complete album. Because they weren't disappointed, they had no reason to, to self-justify by saying, actually, 
there's a bigger and better album on its way. I'd like to note that we're about um, 10 minutes and now uh, 45 seconds in, so that's about one-third of the show, by the way. Um, but back to what we were saying, thing is that this is all born out of disappointment. The whole QAnon thing is born out of disappointment. They're disappointed that Trump hasn't completely wrecked the globalists and uh, hasn't thrown Clinton in prison, and so they're inventing this narrative in which he is doing this. Because what Q does is basically leave crumbs or really vague and... uh short statements and allow people to bake it because of course everybody knows that when you're baking bread you just take crumbs of bread and bake it into dough um they bake it into dough and after that they have their information they have their theory there's uh the Rothschilds, there's the Clintons, there's uh, the Pizzagate thing, there's all of that, and and more, really. So, it's an all-encompassing conspiracy theory. This is probably the biggest conspiracy theory ever to hit the really popular consciousness. So... Main thing is that it's incredibly authoritarian. Because essentially what it says is that the United States is currently a military government and that Trump's administration is basically um, a civilian... What, what should be the word? A civilian facade over the actually existing uh, military government. And... They believe that this military government is purging the United States of the globalists and the traitors and the dissidents and whatnot. And it should be noted that the way they're seeing this is as an anti-authoritarian, a libertarian movement. They believe that they're restoring our rights from a totalitarian enemy, but really... If you're the one who's saying that you think that we're a military government and that's a good thing, then you're really the authoritarian there. Honestly, the thing is that I'm not going to allege that it is, but if this was a PSYOP, it would be one of the greatest PSYOPs ever dreamed up. You get a whole bunch of people into basically preparing the same kind of people who are saying that the liberals are going to put uh, patriots in FEMA camps and whatnot, you're getting them to accept uh, military rule if it ever comes in, and even assist the military government if it comes in. The same people who are saying Obama's going to impose martial law and round us up, as soon as it's Trump in power, then martial law is a good thing, of course. 
So, people are holding Q signs and talking about Q on camera uh, in public at that Trump rally. And it kind of freaked a lot of people out. I wasn't that surprised, though. A few people weren't surprised. Uh, it is... Um, it is 15 minutes in. Uh, you are listening to radio denegation. And please remember to subscribe to my Patreon. At... And... Follow me on Twitter at Nosticat, patreon.com slash Nosticat. All right, so with that QAnon thing, what you're looking at is people going up to the Trump rally with Q signs, we are all Q, QAnon t-shirts, and suddenly the wider media is uh, knowledgeable of this phenomenon. And, of course, it's... It's pretty amazing to see how much of a wide reach this has at this point. 4chan has a long tradition of people on poll saying, I have clearance. Uh, this, is, this is the real truth. They're not telling you. And finally, one of them is the trusted news source for a whole bunch of completely insane people in this country. So, given that that was pretty inconsequential segment, let's check out what the Pope has been saying. He said that the death penalty is in unacceptable in all cases. This is a very good thing to me. I believe in the abolition of the death penalty. I am a Christian, although I am an Orthodox Christian. I have respect for Catholics, and as a matter of fact, it's. I want to see what the Catholics who agree with a consistent life ethic see, because I think this is a huge win for them. They're um, the kind of people who are pro-life and that they're... Um, against abortion, but also against war and capital punishment and um, the usual the usual um, opposition to euthanasia that a lot of other pro-life people have. Alright, so... A lot of conservative Catholics are taking exception. Some of them are even arguing that it's permissible to dissent from the catechism, given that it's a dissent from the right instead of from the left, as some uh, trans-Catholics and liberation theology Catholics uh, have advocated. Um, So, I welcome this change. I definitely welcome the idea. I do agree with the idea that the death penalty is an assault on human d dignity. I believe that human life it has a sort of inherent dignity, and I do believe 
that capital punishment is wrong. I look forward to a world in which capital punishment and not only capital punishment is abolished, but all forms of state violence, all forms of market violence, all forms of capitalist violence, imprisonment is abolished. I hope for a world where restorative justice and not punitive justice becomes the norm. So, I talked for way too long about the QAnon thing, but in any but it's kind of fun to talk about. In any case, it is time for what I would like to call. Hold on a sec. It is almost uh, twenty minutes in, but in any case, we can start it early. Let's start the three minutes hate America. So America has a trade war going on. And the thing about this trade war is that it is hitting people hard. Instead of just being with major powers and fellow imperialists, now we have casualties in Africa with Rwanda being the first because Rwanda has the privilege to export duty-free clothing to the United States. And they, and they in, in turn, what do they do for their clothes? They import used clothing and used footwear. Because, because of how... Because... I... They're... They want... They want, however... Good God. Used clothing is a huge source of unemployment in East Africa, it appears. Uh, 22,000 jobs in East clothing... In used clothing at, in Rwanda. And we're trying to punish them... And America is trying to punish them for that because of America first. The. Jesus. Well, Rwanda exported $43.7 million worth of goods, and they want to import export more. Uh, they want to welcome Chinese manufacturers to open factories locally. And while I condemn uh, Chinese imperialism, the United States ha feels the need to retaliate for that because, of course, the United States and China are technically rival imperial powers at this point. By trying to remove... No, they have removed Rwanda's privilege to export duty-free clothing to the United States. We're punishing a small country that requires... that needs to buy our used clothes... 
we're punishing them for allowing Chinese manufacturing. Just... I don't really know what else to say. Damn, I hate America. But of course, it's really global capitalism that is the culprit, even if America is one of the biggest perpetrators of that horror. So, I have a few theoretical thoughts, really. Um, my... I, I haven't really formalized this idea, I haven't thought it all the way through, but I have an idea that perhaps a multi-party struggle could work. Now, forgive me, I'm dumb, I'm not well-read enough, but I'll outline it. Alright. So, in contrast to traditional communist theories about how the party is... Uh, about how there has to be a single party to organize the uh, ruling class and setting aside the idea of the part setting aside for a second the idea of the party as that section of the uh, working class wh which is educated and organized against capital capitalism Let's think for a second about more immediate practical concerns in this era of capitalism. First of all, we have a lot more precarity. We're not, go we're not going to have as many people focused on uh, staying in one job. Workplace organization is going to get a lot harder. It's still a very good thing, mind you, I support efforts to do workplace organizing, but at the same time, it's going forward, it's not going to be one of the main avenues of struggle and organization. Workers' councils could definitely be a powerful tool but immediately, right now, I think it'd be much more useful to have a situation in which there are multiple groups, multiple organizations, let's just call them uh, group of skills or something like that. There's going to be multiple group of skills of communists in any given area. Now, their ends are the same. They want, uh, at the end, some form of higher stage communism. Their means are probably going to be different. Some of them are going to be Maoists, some of them are going to be, uh, like, I don't know, Marxist Leninists, some of them are going to be left comms, some of them are going to be council communists, etc., etc. Main thing is that they're all communists, they all agree on, uh, and even then, I think that it's important 
that what is agreed upon is actually not the big things, but independent struggles. What we should seek to unify on are not the big thing. We shouldn't try to get everybody into one big party. What we because it's not going to be about like one central event. That's not what revolution is going to look like. I don't believe. I believe that it's going to be a whole bunch of much smaller struggles and that you're going to have to have a decent amount of people cooperating there. So you want to have moderately sized uh group of skills of communists formed along their own lines that agree on particular uh, struggles, and you're going to want them to unite for those particular struggles, you know. I'd suggest that it would make sense even to have a communist party of Ted's and an anime communist party uh, in a region the main thing that I'd say is that the only condition for this to work would have to be um, the agreement for all communists to cooperate and not try to sabotage each other, at the very least, on the particular struggles that they're cooperating on. Like I said, this is only a spare thought. I have not fleshed this out, so I'll return to this in um, some sort of later writing. I'll try to flesh it out more thoroughly and actually give it more of a basis and really argue it out. So... Then after that, let's see, last item on our agenda is miscellaneous Twitter bullshit. Hell yeah. I'd like to thank Herb Saint at neat underscore Telemachus for this. Uh, they've po they pointed it out to me. I think it's pretty damn uh, interesting. Or at least amusing. Let's see. The hubris guy at Fungum Chum got contacted by Nur Alcibai Jimenez. I believe that's how you pronounce uh, her name. And she wrote an article about reply guys. And her article is entitled Meet the Reply Guys. Obnoxious Twitter trolls try to challenge prominent women and fail miserably. Issue is that she completely misunderstood what a reply guy was, and she just wanted to get back at somebody for replying to her friend as a joke. Um, someone who- what do you think a reply guy is? The Hebrews guy said. Her response, someone who replies to people on a bunch on Twitter for various reasons. Now, Let's say what a reply guy is. You might have seen reply guys. You might have been replied to by reply guys. If you're a woman, and especially a trans woman, 
on left Twitter, at the very least, then you've definitely seen them. Guys who may not even be, like, overly sexual, but have this really weird way of saying, like, Ma'am, you look absolutely, uh, gorgeous, uh, today. Uh, I, I, I can't believe how beautiful you are, miss, and, and then, like, colon capital letter d things like that they're just vaguely creepy in the way that they reply to people that's what a reply guy is and you might have seen them and you might not not and you might not know what to think of them some people are pro reply guy. They feel that they they love their reply guys for whatever reason, and they defend them, uh, for they and their honor. I don't like reply guys. I think the idea of a reply guys union is a terrible idea, and I think that the solution should be to drive all reply guys off of Twitter and indeed off of land into the ocean. This is such a strange place we live in, and such a strange time we live in. Such an exciting time, too, because we're seeing civilization and capital decompose before our eyes. What happens next, I, I don't think I'm qualified to say. I, th I think that that's a huge question, and it's going to be determined more by the conditions of what can happen, as well as who decides that something is going to happen than anything else, because... Honestly, I'm still, I really am not sure, because it could go any number of ways. It could go just pure ecological destruction, uh, total war, uh, artificial intelligence could emerge. Who knows, really? I suggest to study complexity, complex systems and emergence, emergent systems. Thing is that these things provide keys that we would not have thought about before. Emergent, emergent systems can, as a matter of emergent complex systems, uh, organized from the bottom up can actually undermine systems of control imposed from the top down. I believe that it's going to be necessary to understand these things in order to undermine control in both the short run and the long run. Might confront that in episodes soon.
In the meantime, very glad to speak with you all. Very glad to have made this. Very glad that I actually got my software up and running and not glitching and bugging all and uh, freezing all over the place. Thank you very much. See you next time. Peace. God bless. Consumers.